Hi, this is Allison Task with the Personal Revolution Podcast, and I wanted to connect with you today about Black Lives Matter and where we are on this. I don't know where you are. I know where I am, which is, I'll just identify myself. I am a Jewish white American woman living in New Jersey. I live in a diverse area. I've spent 20 years living in Manhattan and Brooklyn, and I am used to being surrounded by a diverse population. One of my favorite parks around here is called Verona Park, and I, I marvel at, uh, at the fact that at any given time, whenever I visit, I hear <laughs> five to eight different languages. There's a lot of Russian, there's a lot of South American, there's a lot of people wearing headdresses, there's black Americans, white Americans. I love it. And we, we fish there, so we end up having lots of conversations with people. My children are always asking me, what language is that? What language is that? So I'm, I'm sharing that by way of saying I enjoy and seek out diversity. I've recognized lately that my friends are whiter than I'd like as a Jewish woman. I've, I sent my children to Jewish preschool, and that really cuts down on the non-whiteness. Jews tend to be more of a white demographic. Um, and I've sort of observed that and wanted to shift that. I'm certainly not, I, I don't have the more diverse social group that I used to have at other times in my life. And that needs to shift. But something I've been thinking about a lot with Black Lives Matter is first of all, I'm listening, I'm learning. And I hope you are too. And I this, this podcast is an opportunity to just tell you where I am in case you're wondering and encourage you to do your thing on this. I grew up in a town that had a pool club. It was a small town, one high school, 200 kids per class, 250 kids per class. And there was a golf course in the middle of the town. It was a golf course and pool club. And it was down the end of my street. I was halfway down the street. It was very easy for me to walk to. And the club had two rules, no Jews, no blacks. Um, I was Jewish. I suppose I could come as a guest if I was invited, but membership wouldn't allow me to join. And uh, membership wouldn't allow black families to join. And it was a fixture in my town. My gym teacher went to the club. Um, lots of people went to the club. I was often invited to the club. And my mom said, you're not going to that club. I don't need them to point to you as the, the little Jew girl. So it's not happening. As luck would have it, by middle school, my best friend was black. And conveniently, she had her own pool. So while all our friends would go to the pool club, we'd hang out at her club. And we knew that we weren't allowed, um, although sometimes when she got invited, her family let her go. My family wouldn't. But we just kind of did our own thing. And so in that friendship, I sort of identified as being the other. Now, of course, there's many differences between being a Jewish minority and a black minority. One of the most obvious ones is that people don't know I'm Jewish unless they ask, or at that time heard my last name, which was Fishman. There were things I saw my friends struggle with that I didn't struggle with because of the hostility she faced as a woman of color, as a girl of color. I remember very distinctly, we were both interested in a guy, or I was, I think, I can't remember who was interested in him at this point, whether it was her or me, but his, his father was racist and we knew it and he knew it. So she had to hide behind a tree when we would come by to visit him because what would happen if dad saw? 
we were never explicit about what would happen, but we all knew what was going on, right? You didn't have to say it. You didn't have to be explicit, but it wasn't right. And we accepted it because we were kids and these were our parents and we had to go forward with it. And the beautiful and spectacular thing about this moment is there's no more accepting it. There's no more accepting it. It's not okay. It's never been okay. And over the years, I've caught myself with my friends. It's not okay, and it's never been okay. And just like I, as a woman, had to learn to stand up for myself and that, you know, a boss grabbing my knee under the table or asking me back to his hotel room or any of those things, those aren't okay. I would have to, you know, laugh at it and, and, and move on, but kind of tolerate it. And that is what is no longer happening. That's what I'm no longer doing. I'm no longer going to hear someone make a comment and go, <laughs> uncomfortably. It's not okay. It's never been okay. And what's different in this moment, for me at least, is that I have a greater comfort in using my voice. And I've if you know me, you kind of you might be surprised to hear that I would kind of shy away from this. But just like my friend and I would hide behind the tree, right? Because we're the Jewish girl and the black girl and we don't want daddy to see. We're not hiding behind trees anymore. We're not pretending that police don't kill more black Americans than white Americans. We're not going to pretend that people are being treated equally. We're not going to tolerate it. We're not going to stand by it. We're not going to let this happen to our friends anymore. We're not going to let this happen to us anymore. I have been proud and curious about the fact that in my coaching practice, more than half of the people who come are people of color or immigrants or first-generation Americans. 60% of my practice is non-white or non-American born, or their parents are not American born. I've always found this to be so curious. And I've always thought, okay, these are minorities. These are people who embrace change, love change. They don't want to keep the status quo. They're not the status quo, right? They're, they're the opportunity. They're the evolvers. They're the changers, right? And you and I, we are. We are people who embrace change. This is a moment of change. This is the moment to support change. Black lives matter. Black lives have always mattered. And we need to ensure that they continue to matter because that is being human. That is being fair. And that is being right. I wanted to share my thoughts on this because this is an important time and I'm growing as you're growing and changing. And I feel more empowered now to use my voice when I see things that are clearly wrong. No more standing behind a tree. No more looking the other way with the gym teacher that cracks jokes when I know she's saying racist and anti-Semitic things at the pool club because my neighbor goes there and told me. How warped is that, right? How warped is that, that that's, that was acceptable? That was the 80s. It's not acceptable now. It never was acceptable. What's beautiful about this moment is there is so much strength and support. I love 
the painting. <laughs> I love the letters Black Lives Matter going down Pennsylvania Avenue. I love it all. And I'm inviting myself and I invite you to look at ways you can speak up, do something differently, and connect with the human beings around you that look nothing like you. Make that connection. Reach out. Invite the person over that you haven't. Seek out that person at an uncomfortable networking event, although there are no networking events right now. But look at your phone list, right? Look at the class list. Look at the friends that you can cultivate and curate and connect with. How can you open your eyes? I don't know what's going to be happening at Hanukkah time, but I intend to invite some very non-Jewish people over for Hanukkah this year and share my culture in hopes that I may be shared with as well. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your time as always. Thank you for having your own revolution and let's support our friends, our loved ones, the friends that we don't have yet. Let's get rid of this intolerance and injustice and use our voices. Lots of love to you. Speak to you in a couple weeks.